If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. I am back with another solo episode today, and I'm going to bounce it back to an original topic on this podcast, which is the no contact rule. I can really forget sometimes that... I get new listeners and new followers all the time. So we're on episode 73 now, and my second episode of this podcast was about the no contact rule. So I forget that sometimes we need some refreshers on the no contact rule and going to put a little bit of a spin on it today and talk about the reasons why you're afraid to do the no contact rule, which is completely valid. I think sometimes because I talk about it so much and because I'm really black and white about it a lot of the time and because I talk about it like it should be a no-brainer, I think sometimes people believe that I don't think it's hard and that's not true at all. Actually, I talk about it so much and have multiple products around the no contact rule because it's so hard and because it's very challenging, it's painful, it's scary, it's all of the things. So I really try to continue to bring people back to the ultimate objective of it, the goal of it. And as a refresher, if you're new to this, the no contact rule is not to get your ex back. I don't care what other... Coaches on the internet may try to sell other people. The no contact rule is not to get your ex back. The only goal of the no contact rule is to ultimately help you. It's an investment in yourself that will allow you to heal from this breakup faster. It's a way for you to learn how to live without your ex, which ultimately is the goal of a breakup. So again, it's for you. It's not for anyone else. But again, just because I can rattle off all the benefits. I can read the one of hundreds or probably getting close to a thousand messages that I have gotten from people who were skeptical to do the no contact rule or kind of have both sides of it in their breakup where they were in contact with their ex and then they finally reached a breaking point and cut contact and what that difference made for them. So I have so much evidence, but 
Today, I just want to focus on four fears that I see preventing people from giving the no contact rule a shot. So I really want to, first of all, validate these fears. I'm going to give you an alternate perspective on it, and I'm going to help combat those fears today. But that doesn't mean that I'm invalidating your fears because I went through many breakups not practicing the no contact rule because of, you know, one of these reasons that I'm going to list off today. So I get it. I understand it. But my hope is that if you can hear me validate them and then you can hear me give you a different way to look at it, that maybe it will be the thing that pushes you to give this whole thing a shot. And just a reminder, um, I don't really talk about it too much anymore, but I do still have my 30-day no-contact challenge. I will put it in the show notes of this episode, but it basically will give you all the tools and accountability you need to kind of jumpstart this process. So you'll get an email from me every day. You will get a guidebook. You'll also get the 30-day no-contact journal. So basically, it will equip you to be able to, to start this, you know, potentially scary journey. Okay, so let's get into some of the fears and why you're scared to do no contact. First and foremost, the biggest fear that I hear about and have felt is you're afraid that if you cut no contact, you will lose this person forever. I'm such a big advocate that if you're meant to be with someone, you will be with someone. This is the way I look at it. If you eventually get back together with this ex and if we flip the situation you guys break up and your ex is like you know what I really need space like I'm in so much pain I need this space I need to heal so I can't contact you anymore I can't picture that if someone really wanted to be there for you and be your partner in life and be this support system for you that they would say you know what, because you cut me off and you took the time for yourself, I don't want to be with you anymore. That I just, I don't want to be with you anymore. I think what happens is we have this misconception that if we're just like hanging around in someone's life and making ourselves known and making ourselves available and just showing how much we love the person, that will make them change their mind. That's just not how it works. If someone is going to change course and decide to get back together with someone, it should not be just because they're there and available in case the person gets like lonely or changes their mind. That's not how it works. It should be a very well thought out, long thought out decision. So by you just like hanging around and saying like, hey, I'm here, I'm available whenever you need me, I'm here to talk, I want to be your friend. It's not going to make them meaningfully change their mind about wanting to get back together. The other misconception, I think, around this fear is by going no contact with your ex, you're not doing it to attack your ex. You're not doing it to get back at your ex. You're not doing it to make your ex upset. It's not a negative thing that you're doing towards your ex. It's a positive thing that you're doing for yourself. 
And just like if I was with someone who was maybe struggling with mental health or was just struggling with something in general and we broke up, yeah, I'd be really sad about the breakup, but I would also be really happy if they were like going and taking care of themselves. That's the thing. Like you're in a relationship where you love the person and sometimes when we love someone, it's more important what they're doing to take care of them rather than me losing something that I think maybe I deserve or just want at the time. So I think if you can switch that frame of mind of you're not doing this as a negative thing towards your ex that will ruin your chances of getting back together. No, you're doing a positive thing for yourself and giving yourself the space to be able to actually heal. And who knows, someday, I don't know, if you're meant to be with them, paths will cross. Again, that does not happen very often, but sometimes it does. And so you got to take that stress off of you to think that I got to stick around just in case that's not how you want to live life. And just remember, like, if your ex really cares about you, they'll respect the fact that you want space. And I hope that if you're listening and you're the person that ended the relationship and the other person needs space, I hope you will respect that because it is really important. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The second fear is you're afraid to lose the person entirely. So you feel like... I'm going to say this in a tough love way. You're basically like, I'll take what I can get. And hopefully when I put it that way, if you're feeling that way, it like stings a little bit because that's essentially what you're doing. You're like, all right, you don't want a relationship with me. You don't want to emotionally commit to me, but you want to text me every couple weeks. Okay, I'll take what I can get. No, that is... Energy that's going towards your ex. Not to mention, I know all you're doing is thinking about when's the next time I'm going to hear from them. When you hear from them, you're like, how long should I wait to reply? What should I reply? It's just, it's causing so much anxiety within you. I know it is. I 100% know it is. And if we look at this idea of energy, I've, you know, talked about this a lot on this podcast, but your energy needs to be going towards yourself, not towards whatever crumbs your ex wants to throw your way. And another way that I like to look at this is if your ex says, I don't want to be with you, it's still really important to me that we're friends. I don't want to lose you as a friend. I'm sure some people have good intentions, but whenever I hear that, this is what I hear. I hear... I don't want to actually be in a relationship with you for whatever reason. I'm not ready to commit or whatever that looks like. However, I really enjoy having a companion that I can hang out with whenever I want. I also really enjoy having a support system that I can call when I'm having a hard day at work. But if I'm just your friend, then I don't have to lose those things. I can still get the companionship and the support without actually giving you the emotional commitment. Now, I know there are other reasons why people ask to be friends, but that's just, I can't help but just hear that when someone is telling me about their situation. And the fact of the matter is like, I just don't think your exes should be the friendship well that you're drinking from. I think you should go to other friends to get filled up, to fill your cup up in that way. So it causes anxiety. I think it shows that you're okay with getting whatever you can get instead of taking this time to heal yourself so you're prepared for like when the whole package arrives. I just have seen so many people, and honestly in my life, who have clung to an ex and has just been there for whatever they need. If they're in trouble, I'll go get them. If they need to talk, I'll talk. If they want to hook up, I'll go hook up with them. Honestly, like it prevents them from finding their person. And I've seen it happen where they do. They finally cut them off and it finally opens them up to getting the relationship that they deserve. So the third fear that I come across is you're afraid that you're being immature or cruel by not being there for your ex if they need you. Again, this kind of goes back to the fear number one of this idea of it's cruel, it's mean. You're not doing this to your ex. This is not a direct attack to your ex. This is a positive thing for you to do. So by saying it's mean to cut your ex off, it's not. We're not focusing on that. We're focusing on what does it do 
for you. And then the idea of it, is it immature or childish? The way I like to frame this is I think the most immature thing that we can do is know that something is hurting us and do it anyways. I know every time I'm done talking to my ex, I cry. I know that every time I see my ex, it's great. We hug, I get into my car, and I start sobbing. Yet, I'm going to keep doing it because I don't want to be thought of as immature. That's very immature. It's cruel to yourself. It's mean to yourself. It's immature towards yourself. And actually, I was in therapy a couple weeks ago, and... I have this issue where I'm not great at saying no to plans, even if I know in my gut I shouldn't go to something. And so my therapist was basically telling me, like, we all have this internal compass that tells us what to do. We have our intuition. But the problem is if you continuously override your compass, like, you know, something doesn't feel good or, you know, something doesn't feel right. But you're like, no, that's okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to shove it down. I'm not going to listen to my compass today. Your compass is going to get all out of whack. It's not going to give you an accurate thing because you've basically just shut it down so many times. And I think it's the same thing with staying in contact with your ex or trying to be friends with your ex. Your compass is probably saying, this isn't good. This is actually really painful. But you're like, no, it's okay. We're just going to keep doing it. We're just going to keep doing it. That's how you create like distrust within yourself. I think for me, speaking from just my personal experience, when I have not listened to my gut, I tend to not feel great self-esteem and self-worth wise. So again, I just, I mean, I gave you a lot of reasons as to why it's not mean or immature to your ex to cut contact. If anything, just think about it this way. Like it is immature and mean, but it's to yourself if you keep in contact with them. So the last one is you're afraid you'll lose a part of your life that you're not willing to give up yet. And what I mean by this is like, it's very difficult to let go of a person that was such an important part of your life because I mean, it's painful enough that the breakup happens. And then you think about, I have to lose my best friend, which I'm not going to say this to be mean, but Pretty much everyone was best friends with their ex. I always get messages that are like, but my ex was my best friend. And I'm like, I know. That's just what happens. That's what happens in relationships. They become your best friend. You're like, okay, I'm losing my partner. I'm losing my best friend. And so you think I should cling to whatever I can because I feel like if I lose too much, who am I even going to be? Like, I don't want to lose these memories. I don't want to lose the person that I call when I have a hard day at work. So it feels like we're having to let go of so much. And so don't take anything else away from me. And I understand this. But the way I like to think about it is you're not trying to lose it. We're like in the beginning, we're kind of transferring it to other places. So you're going to call your friends a little bit more. You're going to see your friends a little bit more. I don't want you to be left feeling like this massive void in your life. And then when it comes to dealing with like losing memories and things like that, you're not losing them. The goal of a breakup, like you don't need to wipe your ex from your memory to get over your ex. That's not how you get over a breakup. 
in the beginning, yes, we have a lot of discomfort because you're losing a romantic partner and this, you know, best friend partner. But the goal is we fill it in with other things in the beginning. And as we do that, then the healing process starts and we go through this journey of looking at the relationship, looking at ourselves, getting to know ourselves, practicing self-care and self-love and all of the things that I talk about on this podcast, you go through, you know, taking action wise, then you will get to this place where you will have really fond memories of the relationship and they're not negative and you'll be able to have this as a part of your life and as a chapter that closed, not as a part of the book that was ripped out and thrown away. That's not, it's not the goal. You know, I'm trying to give you the flip side of it. I see this a lot when people end like a pretty good relationship. They stay in contact. And what happens when you stay in contact a lot of the time is it gets messy. It gets messy because you start arguing about why the breakup happened. And I just find that the more contact you have, the more hurt that's going to come out of it because what ends up happening? You start talking, you talk enough that you end up, let's see each other, you're around each other, chemistry's flowing, chemicals are flowing, you kiss, you end up having sex. Like it's this domino effect that happens a lot of the time. And then the person who ended it is like, I still don't want to be in a relationship. And so you're hurt over and over again. The more you stay in contact, the more you get hurt over and over again. And then what happens is then it starts to taint the memory that you have of that person. And what might have been a sad thing to lose a great person in a great relationship becomes this thing that is riddled with resentment and bitterness and frustration because you kept trying to stay in this person's life. So if anything, I find that if you can cut that contact, you'll be able to hold in your memory at some point, not right away, but you'll be able to hold in your memory this really beautiful thing that you got to experience at one point in time. So I hope I gave you another way to look at some of these fears. Um, I hope I opened up your mind just a little bit to what no contact can do and kind of the flip side of not practicing no contact. I will say for those of you that share children with your ex, I understand it just it can't be done the same way as someone who doesn't share children. I do have an episode on co-parenting. It's a ways back. It's in I'm blanking, but it's in the 30 range of episodes. And I also have another expert coming on in about a month and a half that will talk about that. So I just want to say, like, I understand there's sometimes you can't do it completely, but there are other options. So give the no contact rule a shot. You can always go back to contacting your ex. You can always text them if you have to, but just give it a shot Try to experience the peace. That's the number one thing I hear from people that practice the no contact rule. I finally have a sense of peace, like this anxiety of when I'm going to hear from them or what I should say to them or whatever that looks like, that anxiety is gone and I finally feel some sense of peace. So I hope that uh, that helped convince you, but um, I will see you guys back here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. 
If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.